Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith, Yellow. the Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Max Solomon wants to bring his conservative Christian voice to the General Assembly. The Republican is running for election to the Illinois House to represent the 38th District. Southside. He's an attorney, teaches political science, and he's an actor. Why give up your good life <laughs> for the mess in Springfield, Max? <laughs> you know, it's a, thanks for having me. Uh, by the way, David Monty, at some point in the in the course of observing, you want to get involved. You want to say, "Hey, uh, I can do a better job than I those can guys." Do a better job, and and then you remember when uh, when when the question came up, "Who shall we send?" Isaiah said, "Why not me?" That's you right. That's yeah. Sent me. So sometimes you got to get involved uh, to be the change that you're looking for. What was the last straw for you? Hmm, where do I begin? Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple uh, of years ago, you uh, ran as a Democrat. I did. And that was because so many people were telling you, you can't win the district Absolutely. unless you're a Democrat. Absolutely, and that's the singular reason. I knew who I was. I knew I was what the Americans would call conservative. Uh, for me, it was natural. I'm a Christian man. I've always been subscribed to Christian principles. That's a no bargain for me. Um, uh, and I, I ran as a Christian Democrat, only to find out really quickly that the Democrats do not want a Christian man <laughs> running as a Democrat. I was quickly attacked. Really? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I was quickly attacked, and I was told, actually, by the Democratic Party that I'm a fake Democrat. Uh, you belong to the Republican Party. You are not a Democrat. Wow. And I said, thank you. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Nigeria. We yes. We recognize an accent. Yes. And it's a beautiful accent. Thank you. I heard you speak at uh, a Black Families Matter rally yep. where... Being pro-life is just a natural thing to you. Absolutely. Uh, I grew up being pro-life. There was no other option, uh, none at all. We knew growing up, you know, my family, very Christian family, my culture is very conservative, by the way. The Yoruba people uh, believe in life. As a matter of fact, uh, to, to claim uh, that abortion is a right or it's something that you can resort to in my culture, uh, it's abominable. It's a taboo, you know. So growing up in that environment, uh, it was not even a subject of conversation. Amen. Well, they got it right there. They do. And we don't. And that's, and that's <laughs> why Max is such a blessing as an immigrant. You said you came over in 1992. Yes, sir. And now you're an American. Yes. And you're more of an African-American than any other African-American. Exactly. The real African-American. <laughs> real African. But you would claim American, yes. right? Yes, USA first. With yes. African roots. Yes, yeah. of course. You came here legally? Yes. And uh, well, what, wait, I'll tell what, you this. Uh, wait, wait, what? I'll tell you this. Africans cannot come here illegally because <laughs> there's, no, there's no river to swim and there's no desert to cross. Right. You have to fly here. Yeah. You have to be inspected. You have to go through a port you of entry. You have to go through a port so of entry. So you had to go through the immigration process. Yes. You're now a proud American citizen. Yes, thank God. Yes. It was the most beautiful day of my life when I raised my right hand and I swore that oath. To be an American, it was a blessing. It was God's God's prophecy fulfilled. 
So, Max, this is, you know, talking about the culture and how many people in our culture are disrespecting our flag, yes. kneeling for our anthem. And in my book, they're ungrateful. But I just hear you say it was the most beautiful day of your life and that you're proud and it's a blessing. And I think that's what's missing in America today. We are not grateful to God to be living in the most wonderful nation in the world. Gratefulness is missing in the people. And when we realize over the last 10 years, over 2 million Africans have come to America willingly because it's the land of opportunity, 10, we're talking 2 million over 10 years, they're not coming to a racist country not at all they're coming to a place of opportunity yes. and is that your perspective and the perspective of those that you know that have come absolutely you know growing up um we, nigeria was colonized by britain so growing up uh, england was the first western exposure that sure. most nigerians would have but there's this country called the united states and there's a nickname for it growing up for me it, it was god's own country say it in your language Ilu Olorun. That would be the Yoruba, the Yoruba <laughs> word for God's own country. Ilu Ti Olorun from Rarengbe. You know, mm. many Yoruba speakers will hear that and say, oh, yeah, God lives there. And, and growing up, realizing that the United States is a land of opportunity, a land flowing with milk and honey where you can go and work hard and be whatever, whoever you want to be. Wow, how yeah. beautiful. And to speak to David's point of seeing Americans taking that for granted, it hurts. It's, yes. a, it's a disappointment. It's, it's, and you, you see it. You see it play out in social media. People saying, people cursing America. Yep. Americans cursing America. They want to tear it down right. and start all that's, over again. That's hurtful. I can tell you right now that there are millions in Africa who would do anything anything to get over here and start over and then Americans to see Americans throw that away and not appreciate it and and not stand up for your flag and not and not respect your own nation it's it's something it's mind-boggling for me you know uh, my wife is an immigrant from Eastern Europe mm. and they she won a kind of a lottery yes. to get here through mm -hmm. a visa mm -hmm. And everybody wants to do it. Yes. Everybody wants to get over to America. Oh, yeah. um, and, 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 you know, when, when, you, when you see even in Mexico, the number two, I think, um, source of revenue in, in the Mexican economy, besides the government, government, Mexican mm -hmm. government's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, people sending money from America yes. back home. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. In Africa too, there's a lot I of bet. yeah, there's a lot of uh, remittances they call it right to to the homeland to support the family yeah, back to, home to support back yeah you have to yeah and you can make a living in the United States of America and help out your family and support back home. your family that's yep. the point that's the that's the goal of every African man I can speak for him that comes to the United States we're very family oriented there's no one single person uh, who believes in Africa that they're alone and they have to just live alone and be alone.
they don't care about family. And I, so how not, would this perspective, your unique perspective, right. play out in Springfield, in the General Assembly? Well, that's what I bring. I bring values. I bring strong values, strong family values, and strong spiritual Christian subscriptions to whatever I do. I've always said that in, ev in every situation where you have to make a decision, whether it's what to eat, where to go, what to wear, up to whether you want to pass a budget or you want to increase taxes or, or, or uh, you know, pass a piece of legislation in the case of Springfield. I've always said that there is absolutely a frame of reference that every single individual checks with. For me, that's my Christian faith. I sit there and I think, what I'm about to do, how does that help? hurt my subscription to my Christian values and how does that further the gospel of Christ or spread God in everything I do Amen. God first in everything for me Amen. So that's important how are voters in the 38th district reacting to you when you're knocking on doors <laughs> good question <laughs> when I was when I was running as a Democrat or when I was running as a well, now. <laughs> yeah now yeah especially yes surprise but not for many as I would knock on doors, many knew that Max is really a Christian guy. Max is a Republican, really. We don't know why he's always ran as a Democrat. You're not Democrat, but we get it. And you know, I can. I think I'm at liberty to say here that there's something around uh, living around African Americans or, or blacks, as I've come to understand that they prefer to be called. Um, they are so subscribed and 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 conjoined with the Democrat Party, it's yeah. almost scary for any black man to run other than as a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. So they're surprised to oh, see the, a, a yes. black Republican yes. knocking on their door. Surprised, but expected, especially if it's Max. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Max is Max is always being a Christian. He's always uh, uh, very verbal and vocal about his pro-life, pro-family stance. Cut the taxes, small government. Let's do this together. And how does that message you know? play out when you go door to door? Uh, very receptive. Here's what I found about the 38th district, and that's why I'm so confident that you know, if if it's well, God's will, let, let's sure. let's um, name some of the towns in the um, 38th. Sure, we have from the north. We have Markham, a little slice of Harvey, but not a lot. Markham, Oak Forest, Tenley Park. Then go down to Country Club Hills, Hazel Crest, Homewood, uh, Matteson, Richton Park. We have uh, uh, Flossmore, Olympia Fields. Uh, we have a little bit of Frankfurt, Frankfurt Square, wow. University Park, Richton Park, and, and, <clears throat> and Park Forest. So right along I-80, going south and, and, and uh, north and south. Exactly. There's a lot of diversity there in those yes. communities. Yes. Well... You're going over well in the, the black areas, the black community. How are whites reacting to you? <laughs> they love me. <laughs> you know, I've always said that. And, you know, to talk about race, for me, I've never experienced the average or the usual narrative. I don't see it, as a matter of fact. Wait, you don't see racism in America? I do not. And I say that carefully because I don't want to be canceled well, in this but it, culture. But it's systemic. <laughs> it's systemic. No, I don't believe in that. I don't. I don't believe it's systemic at all. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. Not for one bit. And my 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 perspective may be unique in this. You know, I'm not saying that there are not people out there who've experienced one thing or the other. But here's what I say: 
your perception is your reality. If you see it, then you you are it. You know what Scripture says about that? Exactly. Is in in, in Titus one fifteen it says, "To the pure, all things are pure." But to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, mm. but both their mind and their consciences are defiled. Wow. That's profound, of That's course, it. coming from the Word. Yep. And to Monty's point, I've knocked on several doors. I've never, never been mistreated by anyone, um, any white or, or even black. I actually, in my experience, I've, because I'm running as a Republican, I've been shown more uh, disrespect by an African American or black than a white person. Even white people that are not Democrat, I mean, that are not Republican, they don't receive me because I'm black. They re- they disagree with me because of my values or my beliefs, but not not because oh he's black, therefore I have to ra- hate him. I don't I don't get the racist thing. So it's you think you're going to flip any of the the Democrats absolutely. to Republican this year? Absolutely. Actually, I've already oh, flipped right. a lot. Oh yeah. What, what do you think? It's because of you personally, or is it because they're really upset with what's happening in our nation today? Both. Both. So they're seeing what's happening, and people like me are bringing, are bringing uh, the conversation up. We're, we're talking about it. We're, we're having conversations, and this, these are facts. And when you challenge an average person who's probably, uh, you know, have been subscribed to the Democrat Party and the denials. When you engage them uh, on the level of let, let's 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 take a look at what's happening, they see it, but they're in denial, or they're afraid to admit it. So in my experience, it's been a little bit of both, and they're tired and they're sick and tired of it. Is Trump a negative or a positive as you go door to door? To you, <sighs> I've, been, I've I've gotten both both reaction. Uh, but I would say in my district, mostly positive, mostly surprisingly, yes. Even the African-Americans or the blacks, you know, even the ones that are not saying so openly, they would, once they, the first thing is, are you Democrat or Republican? (laughs) And then I identify myself, oh, I'm Democrat, I'm a conservative, I'm Christian, I'm running for 38th district. And then it's either Wow. Come on in. Come on in. You mean Republican. African-American. I'm talking race now. Yeah. So I'm encountering somebody. I'm knocking on their door, and they show up. They're African-American or they're black, and I'm saying, hey, can you please sign my my petition? Or, hey, I'm running. Can you vote for me? The first question is, are you running Democrat or Republican? And I say Republican. I have been surprised by a lot of black people saying, Oh great! Come on in! Come on in! I'm actually I'm actually a Republican too, but I. You know, how do you do it? How, how did you? How do you come out? It's like coming out of the closet, the proverbial so, closet. So, so Max, if you had Tim Schneider, who's the head of the Illinois Republican right, Party, right. or you know Donald Trump's, I think Donald Trump has done a wonderful job reaching yes. out to the black community. Yes. But Schneider and these others, would you say you gotta play? In the black communities, you've got to make it, um, um, take a chance, right? Absolutely, and I wonder. I've always asked why, why, why has he been hesitant? Why wait this long? Why they just write it off and say we can't win? No, you can't do that. We're here. There's a lot of African Americans and black people that are waiting for this and Christian alternative. Christian blacks yes. who will vote yes. pro-life, won't they? Absolutely, if There's they a have lot the opportunity. Yes. But a lot of these inner city, um, in even the suburbs. Don't get a candidate 
like you who is willing to step up and run as a Republican. Thank you. That is very true. To David's point, my district has gone the past maybe 20, 30 years. It's been Democrat running. Sure. No Republican has ever been on that ballot. Yeah. They're ready for change? They're ready. And I'm, I'm the change. All right. All right. Well, we've got a lot to cover, Dave. We have more to cover. Yes, With sir. With Max Solomon, he has got an interesting life story. <laughs> He's talked a little bit about it. We're going to go a little bit more detail. And we're going to talk a little policy uh, as well when uh, Illinois Family Spotlight continues. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company, or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. A new study by Pew Research uses tricky language to exaggerate differences between Trump and Biden voters when it comes to views of America's past. The report shows nearly all Biden voters agreeing with the statement, it makes the U.S. stronger when we acknowledge the country's historical flaws. Meanwhile, nearly half of Trump voters support the alternative view. The U.S. may not have been perfect, but focusing on its historical flaws makes the country weaker. Actually, reasonable people should embrace both formulations. Sure, it's healthy to acknowledge shortcomings in our history, but focusing on the those flaws at the expense of all America's worthy accomplishments can be sick and destructive. The Pew survey actually indicates that conservatives and liberals agree that it's appropriate to recognize the nation's imperfections. I'm Michael Medved. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here along with David Smith. Hello. And we're joined by Max Solomon running to uh, be a state representative in the 38th district. South side. He's uh, <laughs> native of Nigeria. He's a Republican. What? He's black. <laughs> and uh, African-American. Uh, Afri- a true African-American. <laughs> and uh, he's got some great ideas. But one of the things you're making a priority is property tax reform. Yes. Mm. Now, I don't know of anybody who doesn't want that. Yeah. What's your plan? It's a major issue in Illinois. It is. It is. And it's a major issue in my district and in the southern southern uh, uh, Cook County. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, we know that the state of Illinois is the second most highest property tax in, this, in the union. Yeah. Just second to New Jersey. Uh, we know that. And we know that many, many uh, politicians have promised 
property tax reform and haven't gotten nowhere. Right. The most that we've gotten from this current administration was a committee that was set up for what eight million dollars was spent to 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 review what to be done about tax increases. Oh, that well, was they're good it, with that, the spending part, <laughs> right? Right, and nothing has been done. So in my district here, here's the problem: we have too many government. We have too much yes. people. Too many units of government. units yep. of government asking for their cut. And we need to look into that. Consolidation is something that I favor, that I'm in support of, and that I'm going to be proposing. We have several school districts in there with, with superintendents, some of them earning almost half a million dollars. That's right. More than the president of More the United States. More than the president States. of the United States. Imagine that. We just have too many. Government has gotten so big in the state of Illinois, and we need to look into that. So property tax reform is something that's near and dear to my heart. And, to and my of course, district. property taxes fund our local schools. It's supposed to. <laughs> and, and our local schools are spending um, $13,000 a year per child. Right. On, and as a homeschooler, that just wigs me out because I could do it for a quarter of that. Exactly. You know, of course, okay, so but let's cut back on that. A that lot. is ridiculous. It is. And the, the number of students have gone down and the number of administrators in our schools gone have gone up yes going up yes and they're highly paid administrators very, very with highly very paid. lucrative pensions yes. very lucrative pensions pension reform pension reform they keep yes. talking about it nothing gets done yes yes that's another thing that i, I care very much about uh, it's time it's past time for pension reform we know that our pension in illinois is unfunded um, what, 25% of, of the budget or maybe more? It's just not towards, sustainable. It, it, it can be sustained. And I was talking about this a while ago, and someone told me that back in 1970 when the Constitution uh, was was re, 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 re um yeah, it was, was um, voted on. New was Constitution new was Constitution. established. Yep. Yeah, nobody thought By that. By the way, do you know who wrote that? Tell me. Michael Madigan. Wow. Well, yeah. That was his baby. I didn't know that. All I know is that he's been there at least since I've been born. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pension reform. See, look, the state of Illinois needs to consider switching to a 401k style yeah. uh, for pension. Uh, we can't continue to fund pension uh, the, way we're, the way we're going. Are you talking about future employees of the state or Obviously, current government yeah. employees? Very good question. I've heard that uh, from knocking door to door. What I would prefer is... Definitely future. There's got to be a cutoff date, a point at which, okay, right. we start. We're going to start from, I don't care, January 1st, 2025. If you're a state employee, here's what you fall under. We protect those that are already vested, which is what the Supreme Court said in one of the uh, right. Supreme Court cases. That's so, right. yeah. Uh, so, Max, in Springfield, um, the pro abortion lobby, personal pack, Terry Cosgrove, along with his allies, have really pushed to expand abortion access in Illinois. And part of the reason is because Illinois is surrounded by common sense states who have restrictions on abortions. Right. Indiana, Missouri, uh, Michigan even. Yep. In, in Iowa. So, and so they're setting up so that they can attract more abortion business, scare quotes, and we've already seen a number of abortion mills open up. We've got taxpayer funding of abortion. We've got Senate Bill 25 that allows abortion all the way up to the day of birth, okay? Mm -hmm. And in Springfield, Representative West from Rockford, an African-American Democrat, also a minister, 
got wow. up and said that his faith requires him to vote for this kind of abortion. What faith is that? That's what, you know, and so I want to know, as a minister, yes. and as a bold Christian man, yes. would you get up and rebuke that kind of, kindly, I mean, I don't expect you to be mean, but would you rebuke that kind of um, statement in the General Assembly? Absolutely. Uncompromisingly and unapologetically, you have to stand. That's right. I, and that's what I'm, I've, I've always done. There's no no, no uh, bargaining that, that position for me. Because no. we need no more bold voices Absolutely. for life in Absolutely. Springfield. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there are those who worry that Illinois Family Action use the comparison that abortion is like Holocaust. And they want to run away from that kind of language. But when you consider that more than 60 million babies in America, 40,000 babies a year in Illinois are being slaughtered, how can we not use that kind of strong language yes. to identify it? We have to rebuke it. it it's, we, we have to use the words that it deserves. We're killing human beings. Amen. There's no, there's no two ways or other way to define or, that's right. or, or talk about it. Well, You're killing a that's life. That's women's reproductive health care. <laughs> you know, that's the language they use. And you're going to call them on the carpet when they use that kind of language. Absolutely. And I believe you absolutely. will. So that's yeah, why absolutely. I asked that. I wouldn't ask it if I didn't, it was worried oh, that you absolutely. would say no. Yeah. No compromise. But you, in the 38th <laughs> district, you have a big abortion center. Yes. yes. Right there in Flossmoor. Down the street from me, yes. Wow. wow. And that's set up yeah. to bring in um, patients and victims yeah. from Gary, Indiana. May God forgive us. Amen. Wow. Shedding of innocent <clears throat> blood. Yeah. Well, may we repent from this. And, and one right. more thing yeah. to David's point there. The pastor, an African-American pastor, you said? Yeah. Here's one thing, and part of my perspective coming in and, and looking and watching things play out is I understand that African-American population in the United States is about, what, 13% now? Yeah. So from that point of view, I'm thinking if there's any group of people or peoples that are supposed to be absolutely, right, absolutely uh, against abortion, it should be the African-Americans because your population— it's only 13%, and then many, many African-American babies are aborted every year. I don't know the number sitting here. Uh, well, but here in Illinois, 40,000. Imagine that. 40,000 babies, and then African-Americans are about 30% of that. And then the Ma Margaret Sanger, is yes, that her name? Yes, that's correct. She specifically identified the African-American baby right. as the target. That's right. I, I don't understand. So let's roll back a little sure. bit. So you, you said, you know, how many babies, black babies are being aborted, black right. and brown babies. Right. But in our government schools, right. right, they're being taught the how-tos of sex education. Oh, yeah. Okay? They're being encouraged to be irresponsible. And in America, we have a very big and growing problem called fatherlessness. Yes. Okay? And in the African-American community, it's over 70%. But in general, it's over 40% for the American culture. Right. And this is why we need to be teaching abstinence yes. in our government schools until marriage. Yes. What's your thoughts on that? Same. Same here. Again, growing up in my culture and in my family, uh, you don't go to school to discuss sex at all. Right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing coming to America and, and, and finding out or, or encountering 
all kinds of things that that will make you stop. For me, it'll make me stop and think, what are these people thinking? Sure. Right? You want to teach sex, abortion, transgenderism, yeah. and 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 all kinds of uh, alphabets to kids. That's that's unheard of. It where my my orientation does not allow that. So yeah, no, I education choice, school choice, school choice, absolutely. I support really? school choice. Um, I don't think any child should be, and I'm a product of that. I don't think any child should be limited to their zip code or be a victim Amen. of their own zip code in in a, in a choice of how, when, or where they're educated. It's unfair. Yeah, yeah. and when you consider what's being taught. Uh, we now have mandated LGBTQ history classes. Yes. No opt-out for, for kids or parents who want their kids out. Right. Boy. And, and State Representative LaShawn Ford yes. is calling for um, the 1619 project yes. to be um, taught in our schools. So there's another, here's more grievances about how horrible our country is. And the, yes, slavery was terrible and right. awful and should be condemned. But they want to hang it all on that instead of going forward to see how the founders did respond, how we fought a civil war right. that cost 600,000 right. people's lives. Right. You think about it, there were about 400,000 Africans sold into slavery here in America. 400,000. We had 600,000 Americans die to set them free. Wow. Wow. Let's talk about... Uh your life in Nigeria. Yes. You were orphaned as a teenager. Yes, yes. And it was on your shoulders. Yes. <clears throat> the care of your, what, six siblings? Yes. Wow. Yes. So you're the oldest of, of seven kids I'm altogether? the second. I'll tell you what. In, in, in my culture, the first boy, the first boy, no matter how old you are, no matter how many sisters, older <laughs> sisters you have, right? You, the, the burden falls upon you once the parents, especially when the father is dead in the family. You're looked upon as the new father, the new man. The provider. You to, the provider. You have to get out there and, 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 and not only provide for this family. Protect. Uh, protect yep. and be there. You're the man. As a matter of fact, you are now your father's name and deed and, and spirit. Hmm. You'd step literally into the shoes of your father. Your your provider. Yes. That's a lesson that we could learn here. No, absolutely. So yes. you had an older sister? I have an older sister. And every once in a while, my older sister and I would talk. This morning, we just had a conversation. We had about two-hour conversation this morning. And we would reminisce. Where does she live? She, she's in Nigeria right okay. now. She travels a lot. She's been here, but she t goes back and forth. She doesn't want to live in the United States. Okay. She goes back and One forth. One of the unique ones, right? <laughs> yeah, she's in Nigeria she's right now. She's too liberal here. Uh, <laughs> by the way, all my siblings are here now. Oh, uh, all wow. five, all, all five behind me are here. Uh, so every once in a while we would talk. But to, to your point, uh, we were orphaned at a very young age, and I had to step into the shoes of my father. And... It's a very painful past, mm. but it forces me to be very grateful for everything that I have, for mm -hmm. what God has done for me and my family. Uh, nobody thought that we would turn out the way we turned out. It's so, by God's grace. How did you wind up 
in the United States. So my cousin, uh, my first cousin, my mom's older sister's first son, again, here's the first son thing. He, he moved here back in the 80s. He was for, fortunate enough uh, to move here way before me. And when my father died and he heard of it, so his mom, actually his mom died in 84. And nine months later, I kid you not, nine months later, my mom, her sister died. So he and I shared this tragedy. Uh, he's about a year older than me. So we're both kids when our mom died. So we would both share that. We shared that tragedy, and he moved to the United States. And then when he heard that my dad had also died, and he called me up. I was in school, and he called me up. He said, Max, um, he called me by my Nigerian name, Shegun. And he said, Shegun, I'm going to do everything I can. Remember, we talked earlier about how many people in the United States, immigrants, it's about sending money home to help others at home. Mm -hmm. So he took it upon himself to help me. He would send money home what to a my blessing. school. And then he took it upon himself. He secured me the visa to get over here mm -hmm. uh, for school and to, to, and you, to. You got a Jack Kent Cook yes. scholarship. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the, he's, he's a pro football fan. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, you studied at DePaul. But yes. the, the, listen to this, Dave, what he studied. <laughs> <laughs> a double minored in yes. religious studies. Yes. Good, maybe. Uh, peace. Yes. Conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. Yes. And social, social justice. Social yeah. justice. <laughs> and you wound up a conservative I know. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's amazing. How'd that happen? You know, <laughs> you bring in what you you bring in who you are. And you open yourself to more knowledge, you know, whatever narratives are, are out there. And um, I took it all in, but I never lost track of who I am because I know what I stand for. And social justice, you can see it from the victim's point of view and you can see it from the, from the criminal's point of view. Yeah. Right? So I was just thinking about this a few days ago. I noticed that a lot of the liberals, leftists, social justice for them is... Social justice for them is helping the criminals. <laughs> okay. They don't see social justice from the point of view of the victim. No, they don't. You got to see both. That's and right. that's true social justice. And that's what I, I studied. Wow. <laughs> this guy ought to run for office. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We need that perspective right. and that voice in Springfield. Thank oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, how can people get connected with your campaign, help you out? Make uh, a donation. Push you over Thank the you. top. Thank you. MaxSolomon.org. That's my website. That website leads you to my social media uh, presence, my Twitter, my uh, 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 they got all kinds of stuff now. Was it Fugu.org? Uh, Max Solomon. I mean, Shugu, what was it again? Shegu. Shegu. I was Shegu. I have to write that down for you. Shegu. Shegu. Actually, Shegu means God is my victory. Oh. Yeah. God has won the battle for me. Oluwa Shegun. That's the full full name. Oluwa Shegun. Oluwa in Yoruba is God. Wow. Oh, There's Lucha. a little bit of a rhyme in there, too. Yeah. yeah Oluwa Shegun. <laughs> there you go. You could dance to that. God has won this battle for me. God is my victor. Yes, MaxSolomon.org. Um, it leads you to my Facebook, to my uh, um, website, Instagram. Yeah, to my website. All those things are present there, and I appreciate all well, help. And well, go to that website and uh, get involved. Uh, make a donation. Uh, maybe knock on some doors for Max. Yes. And uh, get out there and 
we need his voice in Springfield. And watch him in the future. You know, yeah, we you. we hope that you don't get discouraged by no, Chicago-style politics. Not at all. That you will fight the system and that, uh, you know, we need your voice uh, and in your leadership and your Thank Christian you. biblical worldview Thank you. like none other. Thank you. What's the Amen. website again? MaxSolomon.org, www.MaxSolomon.org. And you're running as a Republican to represent the 38th District if you're in that district, uh, look up Max and uh, give him your vote. And then pray for him. Yes. Pray for him. Pray for, pray him. for him. May God's will be done. Please uh, pray for the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Also, Dave, we have voter guides yes, we that do. are... Uh, Ready to be shipped out to your home. Tell they're, us. They're hot off the printer, printing press, and we want to make sure that churches, civic groups, tea parties across the United States get these in your hands so you can make the best determination on which candidates you will support. Are they pro-life? Are they pro-abortion? Are they pro-family? Are they... Um, are they for the tearing down of the family? You know, marijuana. What are the other issues? There's so many taxes. Do they want to let the opposite sex in your restroom? Transgenderism. Right. All these things are on the, the ballot. Uh, and we do really, Monty, we have choices. You know, Scripture says, the Lord said, I set before you two choices, life and death, life and death. blessings and cursings. Yes. And in this election, especially at the top of the ticket, the contrast couldn't be clearer. Yes. So we have choices. Yes. Are we going to pick blessings or cursings? Well, if you'd like to get a voter guide or a, a bunch of them, yes. whole stack, 100, whatever, Yep. Uh, go to IllinoisFamily.org, click the Voter Guide tab. Yep, IFI Voter Guide tab. Yep. Okay. Or you can give us a call at 708 781 9328. Please uh, support the work of Illinois Family Institute. Tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. And until next time, stay safe, stay happy, stay active. God bless America. And God bless America. Take care. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.